It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Happy New Year, Raider Nation. Welcome back to Silver and Black today, the live post-game reaction show. We appreciate you guys being with us. We are an Odyssey original podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Do that. Put on the auto download. You'll get the show every time uh, it's available to you. Also, for those viewers on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook, thanks for joining us live. We'll be active in the chat as much as we can. I can see you guys are all there already. But here we are talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, San Francisco 49ers, the Raiders. An incredible game. They lose 37 to 34 in overtime. So much to talk about after the week that was, of course, with the changes in the lineup with the Raiders. Of course, at quarterback, Derek Carr uh, steps aside, is asked to be benched, or I should say is benched for Jared Stidham. He comes out in this game. We're going to talk about that. And joining me, as always, on the postgame show is Murph. He is from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you subscribe to their channel up on YouTube as well. A great show you want to catch every Wednesday live as they do it from the fan cave, which you can see behind Murph there. It is the envy of any content producer in Raider Nation. And if they tell you anything differently, they're full of crap. Uh, also joining me is Evan Grote of Just Pod Baby. He's also a segment producer at sportsnot.com. You can also subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So we appreciate that. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, just an incredible night for the Raiders. Um, we didn't know what to expect going in this game. The Derek Carr news, we knew we would see Jared Stidham. First start for a rookie. Uh, he goes out, I shouldn't say rookie, for a first-time starter. He goes out there and, oh, sets records that have not been set before. Uh, he does things to the San Francisco 49ers that no other quarterback has done this season. Murph, we're going to start with you, as we always do with the voice of the fan. With all the emotion this week from all sides in Raider Nation, we just didn't know what to expect when this team took the field. Tell me your initial reaction, that first drive, that first half, this entire game, as the Raiders come out. Yes, they lose, but in so many ways, this feels like a win. Oh, it would be yeah. helpful if I turned your audio on. There we oh, go. Hey, I'm live. Can you hear me now? Okay. There we go. Live. You're back. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah, within the context of your question, you know, what does it feel like in that first drive? It felt like the legend of Stiddy was being born, man. We were like, you know, this 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 guy that you know we knew that he was familiar with the system, and we've heard so much about Josh McDaniels and his offense and the system and about the adjustment process and all that kind of stuff. And then here's this guy that comes in there um, and not only executes it, I mean, just about flawlessly. But I think this game was defined by two things: one, sadly, on the defensive side, our lack of pass rush, but more importantly. Importantly, though, it was defined by his ability to stay in the pocket, take hits, push the ball down the field, reset the pocket. You know, the timing on the routes looked fantastic. Like everything that this guy did today, like even though we lost, 
I still think the legend of city was kind of born today, at least, you know, from, from what we could tell. And of course, not until we go back and watch all the film and all that good stuff, but man, what an exciting football game. This is like, this was a tough one, man. Cause like, this is a super bowl yeah. to us as fans. Cause we hate the freaking Niners. Yes. And my stupid brother's a mutant, like the gene <laughs> family gene mutated and he became a Niner fan. And so he's like talking all this smack to me tonight and all that kind of stuff. And so we hate that part of it. We hate to lose to the Niners, but um, man, but what a, it was, it was, I will say this, this is the most fun I've had, and I watched the freaking the game against the Patriots live. Uh, this was the most fun I've had watching the Raiders all year long. Was this game it was fantastic? Wow, I'm sure I'm sure that's the case for most Raider fans. Of course, Raider fans that are really, really, really big, big. I mean, huge Derek Carr fans. I think we probably had mixed emotions. Hopefully, they came out of the game feeling better about the team despite their own personal feelings on how uh, the situation was handled with the quarterback. Um, but also, Evan, we got to come to you on this, too. want to get your initial reaction. But before I do, T3 Sports Guy up on YouTube in the chat wanted me to say to you, Murph, you, he said, I have to ask you, are you giddy over stiddy? So we got the we got the we got the taglines already coming in, which is great. So thanks to T3 Sports Guy. But Evan, um, this game, Murph touched on it, and I was tweeting about it a lot. Uh, the defense really undermanned. I'm not here to make excuses for guys. They don't have enough talent on defense. They haven't all season. Uh, they've gotten better during the season. Tonight, they had basically a practice squad for a linebacking core, and they were missing Chandler Jones, so there was no pass rush, which is Murph touched upon. Um, but overall, I mean, yes, the defense, uh, they, this is a team that's 11-4. and four. This is a team that's going to compete to the go to the Super Bowl, and um, they, they had trouble with them. There's no question. But what the Raiders were able to do on offense was remarkable. When you think about 34 points, putting up the most yards against this defense all season long, Josh Jacobs had the most yards rushing of any running back against this team, and Jarrett Stidham the most passing yards against this team. Pretty remarkable uh, for a team that was pretty much almost completely out of it. Now they are, unfortunately, mathematically eliminated. But uh, just a, an incredible night. Giddy for Stiddy. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to use that a little bit more often. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was. I, I agree with what Murph had to say. You know, it, it's been a very difficult season to be a, a Raiders fan. And, and today, you know, I, I found myself a little bit reju rejuvenated as a fan, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and although it came in a losing effort, uh, there were some good things there. And you saw, you know, Jarrett Stidham on uh, his first career start had an outstanding game. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to fixate on the two interceptions, which, you know, those are those are big mistakes to make. But um, I thought he played great. I thought he played great. And I've got people asking me on Twitter, do you think the Raiders have found their quarterback of the future? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not ready to go that far. It was a great performance, but a very small sample size. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does um, next week against Kansas City. And if he does play well again next week, then, you know, that's going to give something, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler something to think about at least. Yeah, for sure. And, and Murph, I think that's one of the things, too, here is, you know, we're not going to sit here. I mean, even as a fan that you are, uh, you love to see. I mean, it's a two game audition for Jared Stidham. Uh, can he do something in two games to convince the Raiders that he's the quarterback of the future? I don't think so. But what he can do is say, hey, is this a guy we need to hold on to? Is this a guy that we can get behind? Can he run the offense? Can he win? And that's the thing that impressed me, Murph, about Jared Stidham. And we'll get into the numbers in just a minute. But uh, was was his confidence? 
and his ability to move around in the pocket. I mean, these are some of the criticisms. But I'm not here to bag on Derek Carr because we're looking forward on this show. We're not going backwards. But one of the things that he was able to do, and I think it play. I saw you saw some of the play calling from Josh McDaniels. A lot of people were like, why didn't they call these plays for Carr? I think because they're different types of quarterbacks. He could do what with his leg. He also was really confident, and even in the end, maybe overconfident a little bit here and there, uh, with throwing the ball deep, finding Devontae Adams, finding Darren Waller. What did you see from Jarrett Stidham uh, that you were immediately impressed with as you saw him go through a few drives? Well, I'm w- and I'm with you on that concept, the idea that, like, I'm not going to bag on Carr. I'm a fan of the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. And as of right now, Derek Carr is no longer in the plans for the Las Vegas Raiders, so I'm not going to uh, belabor anything about Carr. But I think it's hard to um, not point out the things that Stidham did well tonight and not contrast them somehow to the things that we've seen out of Derek over the really the past handful of years. You could even say all the way going back to 2016 or early 2017, and that's that ability to stay in the pocket, to not shy away from contact. Um, he doesn't, you know, there's a, a, a fantastic video from the QB school that came out this week where it was really breaking down what happened with Derek in that Pittsburgh game and just the, just the movement of his feet and continuing to move through throws and whatnot, not reestablishing the pocket, not resetting his feet and firing the ball downfield. Well, those are the things that we saw Jared Stidham do tonight. He got blasted. Like, that's a tough freaking dude man like he stayed in there and took the hits and drove the ball downfield and the other thing that like jumped out to me that was so impressive is that he gave his receivers the ability to make a play mm-hmm. that yes. beautiful freaking fade that we saw in the back corner of the end zone uh, uh, uh to, to Devonte adams who's a straight legend at this point in raider nation like his, <laughs> he just he gave his guy a chance to make a play he gave darren waller a chance to make a play he gave foster moreau a chance to make a play Again, to contrast it to Derek, when we saw that ball bounce off Foster Moreau's hands in Pittsburgh, granted it was cold and all that, but Derek blasted that ball into Foster. When he came out of his route, it bounced off his hands. We saw the same route happen tonight, and when Foster came out of his break, Stidham was patient. He waited for him to create space, and then he delivers the ball on a freaking dime. And it was, a, you know what I mean? Like, we just saw so many things done well. And I'm, again, and I'm not saying that he's the next coming of, Kenny Stable or anything else, but like when you see him extend the pocket, you see him be willing to take the hit, you see him push the ball downfield. He's not a gunslinger. He's clearly yeah. a system type guy. This isn't Aaron Rodgers. This is way more Tom Brady. And I didn't just compare him to either one of those two. <laughs> take it easy, YouTube. Don't but misquote like, him. But what I am saying though is that he clearly fits into Josh McDaniel's system, but he's willing to though, like, like when things do get, you know off schedule or whatever as you hear the kids say whenever those things happen he's still able to deliver and so i mean i don't know how you could not be impressed with the guy i'm sure everybody in raider nation is and you should be yeah and again and evan i want to ask you that question too because to me the way in which jared stidham used his legs the way he was able to move around the pocket i think it's one of the things we didn't see previously that that was frustrating for those of us watching the game with jared with uh with Derek Carr at times was his lack of ability to kind of move up in the pocket move out of the pocket extend the play and it's only one game to, again but Jarrett Stidham, in almost every example, did he make mistakes? And of course, I said he would. And we saw one pick that was clearly a, a not a good throw by him. And, and then, of course, the pick at the end of the game. But if you look at that, excuse me, my, as my contact lens starts to pop out. But you look at that and talk about that use, the use of his legs and what he was able to do. 
Oh, absolutely. And it, and that's something that, you know, Raider fans have been wanting to see a lot more of uh, during, you know, Derek Carr's time as quarterback. So it was very refreshing to see that, seeing him uh, extend plays with the legs. And, and um, it, it was a, it was a great thing to, to see. Now, one thing I will say um, about Stidham's overall performance today is there was a lot talked about this week um, after the decision to bench Carr was made. A lot of people were asking, well, well, who are you, you going to have replace Derek Carr? And, and of course, you hear a lot of the common names coming up, Brady and Garoppolo, guys who are familiar in McDaniel's system. And I yep. think that's what we saw. We got a glimpse of what maybe, you know, depending on who they bring in, but what this offense could do with someone who is familiar with the system and the scheme. So I think that's something that, you know, it, it, it's exciting because, mm -hmm. you know, there's a good chance that you could get a Brady, you could get a Garoppolo and, and they are very familiar. And I think the, this offense can go a lot further than it did this year with a guy like Brady or, or Garoppolo even. Well, and, and that's, that's what I was going to turn to you again, Murph is, I mean, listen, Jared Stidham is not a running quarterback. I think this is where it was a good example tonight of how Stidham played about mobility in a quarterback. You're not talking about a guy like uh, Jalen Hurts or even Justin Fields, who we saw go crazy today again with Chicago. It's not a guy who runs. It's a guy who can just move enough where, yeah, if they need to run, like we saw Stidham. How many times did we see Stidham? Great coverage by the 49ers, and what does he do? He takes off for 8, 10, 12 yards, right? The ability to extend plays with your legs, not only on the throw, but on the run. And I think that's where Raider fans, as the Raiders look at what they're going to do in the future, because, listen, Jared Stidham might be in competition for the starting job next year, but we have no idea what the Raiders are going to do. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to sign one of these veterans that are familiar with McDaniel's system? They may do both of those. We don't know yet. But to see the system run, I think you can start to evaluate Josh McDaniels, who's not had good moments this year. I've been very critical of him. But you saw tonight, it just seemed like everything was in better sync. Yeah, there wasn't the drop-off, right? Like, we saw right. consistency throughout this game. And, yeah, there's some plays that they want back, but no one has a perfect game. I mean, look at the amount of points that we put up on the number one defense in the NFL. Like, I mean, you can't ask for a better performance offensively than, than what they did. Again, doesn't, you know, yeah, you want some of those back. But is, is, when you look at the, you know, the, the entirety of the, of the performance out there, I mean, what a drastic difference. And there wasn't – and the thing that was most curious to me is that, you know, so we came out swinging – which was amazing. We were scoring in the red zone, which we've had so many struggles with this year or, and, and for the past little while we had, so we're scoring in the red zone. The halftime I'm thinking like, okay, like here's, you're going to be the telltale. Like, what are we going to do coming out of this half? Then that's really going to define whether this thing is for real or not. And darn it, we got a three and out. And then we started moving the ball again on offense. And it's like, so we saw consistency from that point through the rest of the game. And again, if it wasn't for a couple of plays, and frankly, some fluke plays on um, for the Niner offense, like, yeah. I mean, and and even the one on the interception when he when Bosa blasts our freaking lineman back into Cole Miller. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, you know, yeah. some, you know, they say that all football never comes down to one play. Yeah, except sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't <laughs> bounce your way. And in this case, there's a couple of plays in there, like, especially that last conversion for the Niners, like, yeah. that didn't bounce our way. But, like, but when you look at the consistency that happened, like, it's hard not to believe that there isn't something else going on. And now, whether that's, you know, and people, like, I've heard a lot of talk tonight about, 
oh, Josh McDaniels changed his play calling. Well, did he magically just change everything? Or did we have different execution, which we've heard him saying, and and, and frankly, the team yeah. saying for a long time? Is it is it a factor like what you're saying? Like, uh, is there more trust in Jared because he can pull off some of these things mm-hmm. that maybe Derek did? What's confusing to me, though, is that like Derek has that ability to move the pocket. Derek has that ability to be mobile. We've seen him, man. We've seen him do some amazing things on the run. I'll never forget my favorite Derek Carr play is hitting Michael Crabtree in the front corner of the end zone at the Oakland Coliseum against the freaking Chiefs. You couldn't go out in your backyard right now and move that direction and fire that thing and hit a fence post, let alone a moving Michael Crabtree. Like, Derek did some amazing things on the run. His accuracy on the run was phenomenal. But where did that go? And, like, and yeah. for whatever reason, that disappeared from his game, but we saw that today. We saw it show up with Jared Stidham and his ability to, to move the pocket and not necessarily even throw on the run, but just relocate, right? Reestablish that pocket and fire the thing downfield. That was my favorite thing. I think a lot of what Raider Nation loves seeing today was the ball moving downfield. Like, get uh, that, get, again, giving those guys an, op- an opportunity to make a play downfield. It was fun to watch. Well, and also, Evan, one of the things, too, and, and, and Murph kind of touched on it there, uh, and before we go to a break, I want to talk about this, and I, I know we'll talk about Sid when we come back, because I want to go over some of the numbers and some of the records that were set tonight for this team, which was the fact that um, you watched Stidham and his progressions, watching his progressions and why he was able to go downfield more. Um, he Yes, you want to call it riskier or more aggressive, whatever you want to call it, he was able to do it. And, and Mark Sanchez, the former quarterback who was the analyst on TV, mentioned it several times throughout the game that you saw his eyes move. You saw him move through his progressions. And on some of those longer plays, there were guys open underneath as well that he could have very easily passed to, but he made his, his, his progressions, which we saw less of with Derek Carr this year, not that Derek Carr hasn't done in the past, but we hadn't seen it as much this year. Did you see that too, Evan? What did you think of that? And, and early take on Stidham and his ability to find guys like Waller and Adams way downfield. Yeah, definitely seemed like there was a more aggressive quarterback playing today than what we have seen recently. Um, and I, and I think all of that goes back to, again, just being more comfortable, um, in the system. And I know that sounds strange because Derek Carr did play what 15 games under, under McDaniels. And, and this was only his, uh, Stidham's first career start. So it's not like yeah. he has, he has a lot of game action in the system, but having been in, you know, practicing it uh, every day. For a number- yeah, every day for a number of years, um, that that certainly helps as well. And, and I just think that's what we saw today. And, I, and I, I don't think you can ever underestimate how important it is to be comfortable in the system to to know exactly what you're looking at, what you're, you know, what you're, as you guys have said, your progressions and your reads. And I just don't think Derek Carr ever really got there this year. And I know that it's a very difficult and, and sophisticated system. And I know that Derek Carr has gone through several different systems throughout yeah. his, his tenure with the Raiders. Um, and that has to be very, very difficult. But but Stidham uh, just looked much more comfortable out there mm-hmm. today. And um, I was very impressed by his, his start today, for sure. All right. For those of you guys on audio, we're going to take a quick break. For those joining us on video, we're going to be back in just a second. We'll get into the rest of this game, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, including some of those facts from Jared Stidham and what he was able to do in his first career start and uh, with the Raiders as he's the New Raiders quarterback, at least for two games. Uh, And then past that, we don't know yet, but we'll do that. Uh, This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast here with Scott, Murph, and Evan. We're coming back right after this. Hold on. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, do us a favor. Make sure you do. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe to the show. You can also subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching us. Uh, Just hit the subscription button and then hit the notifications bell. That way, anytime we go live or we have a new video, you will be notified. You can also follow us up on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, You can find us wherever you're hanging out in the digital interwebs. Uh, I am Scott Branson, your host, joined by my buddy Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast and also the YouTube channel. And then Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. He's also a segment producer up on sportsnot.com. We are all joined here to talk about the Raiders 49ers. The Raiders, of course, 37-34 losers in overtime to the 49ers, but so much positive to take away from this game. And I want to get into some of the key plays and players. And of course, we'll start with the Jared Stidham numbers, 23 of 34, 365 yards, three touchdowns. And of course, the two interceptions, no excuses. But I will tell you that last interception, Colton Miller, the Raiders best offensive lineman, just got bullied by Bosa on that one. And so he ran into Stidham, which caused the ball to pop up in the air and it was picked off uh, to, to, in essence, end the game there. But an amazing performance. And I got to read these facts because I had to take some off the TV, which was, um, I mean, you look at the Raiders offense tonight, guys. They had not allowed points in the first two drives of any game this year. The Raiders did that. They had not allowed any points in the final two minutes of the game. They not only did that, but Jared Stidham in his first start led the Raiders down for a game-tying touchdown, which included one of the most unbelievable catches again by Devontae Adams that I've ever seen. Devontae Adams finishes with seven catches. Oh, just a buck 50, 153 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he doesn't need any change either, by the way. Um, And then Darren Waller, uh, three catches, 72 yards, some really big catches by by him as well. The other thing with Stidham that came up towards the end of the game, uh, he is the first of two quarterbacks since 1950. 1950 with 350 plus passing yards and three touchdowns in his first career start. And actually the last one to do it was Mike White of the Jets last year against the Cincinnati Bengals. So two very recent examples, but guys uh, and Merv, I'll start with you again. I mean, listen, it's one game. Nobody's nobody's. And I know you jokingly tw- tweeted out, give him his gold jacket. I think that's what you were talking about. Right. Um, yeah. and, 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 and we're not saying that. And again, it, Jared Stidham gets an opportunity to show what he has, but man, I mean, him and watching Purdy on the other side, the, the start of his career that he's had as Mr. Irrelevant. It was just a great game to watch, but Jared Stidham and his poise, especially at the end of the game there. Um, 
I really didn't feel nervous for him because I, I don't I didn't sense any nerves from him or any sense that he wasn't going to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, you know, it was interesting watching him. And, and like, uh, you know, Hawkeye famously said in Avengers Endgame, don't give me hope, you know? And like, we were watching, you know, just set him out there tonight. Like, he was giving us hope. And like, and I and I don't know where this thing is going to go. We'll see how he follows it up on, the, on our next game against the Chiefs. But as of right now, it's hard to, to believe otherwise that there isn't a, a reason to be hopeful around him. And, you know, if even if the Raiders decide to make a different move uh, this offseason uh in the in the in the draft per se like there's been a lot of time because Raiders can go a multitude of different ways right yep. you can stick with them you can bring in a, a Jimmy G or a Mac uh you know Jones or, or of course Tom um or they could do go in the draft and maybe they pull some, somebody like a Hendon Hooker later in the, in the draft or depending on where now that we've lost again like we're gonna get a pretty decent <laughs> draft so maybe we but anyway so if that's the case then there's been a lot of discussion around the bridge right the bridge quarterback well yeah as of right now, at a minimum, he looks like he's the bridge quarterback. So if he's the bridge quarterback, he's gonna mm. he's gonna have the role for at least you know a certain amount of time. And if he continues to ball out next year, well, he might end up being our starter for a while. So I don't know. So I, I think it's very interesting about where the direction is gonna go with Jared Stidham. But at a minimum, it was encouraging. Yeah, it sucked to lose. Like I mean, as fun as this game was, it was devastating to lose in, in, yeah. in the way that we did. I mean, it sure. really. Like, you know, again, because this is the most, I think, up we've been for a game in a hot minute because it felt like, you know, here we're out of it. But then all of a sudden things start lining up and it's like, you know, the Jets win and like or Jets lose, excuse me. And like things start happening. It's like, oh, my gosh, we're back in this thing again. Again, we got hope. And then pff, there it goes. Right. But uh, <laughs> anyways, it was it was it was certainly uh, fun to watch. And I think at a, at a minimum, we know this. He's going to be part of our future going forward. And even if it's the case that he's a backup, like have, when was the last time you felt more confident in a backup, right? Right. Not Mariota, not Connor Cook, not Matt McGloin, not whatever, all the Matt's Schaub and everyone else that we've had, Flynn and whatever. Like, I think this is going to be the guy that's going to be a part of this, of, of this Raiders quarterback room for probably a considerable amount of time. Yeah, no question. And it's different, right? I mean, this thing's even if you were upset that Derek Carr, if you're in, in that side of the crowd and you're upset that Derek Carr was benched or you're upset how it was handled, how whatever your feelings might be on it, Evan, um, it was a new start. It's the first time in 10 years that the Raiders really are were looking at a clean slate at quarterback. And while that can feel uncomfortable, you don't know what you're going to get. There's also a sense of excitement around it because it feels different. It looks different. Um, I sensed and I don't know if you did too, Evan, I sensed a lot of energy, even though the defense was terrible at times, defense and offense, I sensed uh, uh, just a, an incredible amount of effort and energy, even more so than I've seen over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and that was one of the things that uh, I tweeted that out during the game that, you know, I, I was very surprised with the effort that they were playing with because, you know, there was a, a very good chance that maybe some of these guys were going to, you know, throw the towel in. I mean, you don't, you don't know how they're going to handle something like having their quarterback and their mm -hmm. captain who obviously was well-liked in the locker room. You don't know how they're going to handle that. And, and I think that that question was answered tonight that McDaniels absolutely has not lost that locker room. Those guys played very, very hard. They played inspired. Um, I, I saw as much effort today that I had, that I have seen all season long. So that was mm -hmm. very good to see. Um, and, and I think it, you know, I know some of the, the, the fans out there 
still very unhappy with the decision that was made and McDaniels and his role in that, but he clearly has, you know, the pulse of this locker room and, and, and they're still playing hard for him. That's, you know, guaranteed that. Yeah, no question. And, and, and I mean, you look at the numbers guys, some of these things too, you saw the Raiders do things tonight that they were, they were having trouble doing in the past on offense, no matter who's to blame for it. I mean, efficiency, third down efficiency has always been a problem tonight. 40%. Yeah. You still need to get a little better there. Um, fourth down. They only did the one, which is a risky call on the goal line. I was glad to see them do it. It was aggressive in the red zone though. 50% two of four goal to go. They were 67% two of three. That has been notoriously an awful stat for this team over the last four years. The fact that when they get to goal and go, goal to go, they have not been able to really score. So you see that. So their average gain, 7.6 yards. And then Murph passing, Jared Stidham, I mean, listen, 10.7 yards average per play. That puts you in a much different position. Now, the defense still struggled. I, I was hard on Nate Hobbs online because he had a terrible night in my view. They had no pass rush without Chandler Jones there, so Max Crosby was doubled all the time, couldn't get inside. Um, but overall, they played better complementary football for four quarters. And oh, by the way, they scored points in all four quarters. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 on the defensive side of the ball, yes, we, we had, an, I would say, an off night. But when you're yeah. considering the offense that we went up against, and McCaffrey was just, I mean, that dude's a small <laughs> world. Um, but, I mean, considering all those things, they still created turnovers, right? Amik made it. I mean, Amik Roberts is becoming one of my favorite players in our secondary, if not our defense, um, just because of the scrappy nature that he plays with. And, mm -hmm. you know, when, when, he, when he got drafted, the emotion that he had uh, when, when he got drafted out of Louisiana Tech and – uh, you know, when the Raiders uh, post up those, like, uh, you know, make the call kind of things where they get the call from Gruden and all that stuff, like the emotion, the passion of what we saw out of Amik Robertson from day one. And now it's taking a little while for his his talent to kind of catch up and for him to get used to the speed of the NFL and all that kind of but dude is dude's a baller, and I know he's undersized, and but he just plays with such a big heart. Is that he's a dog, as the kids say, right? Like he's awesome, and so 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 a lot of props and respect to him for making the plays that he did downfield, and and yeah, this is I I one of the terms I'm I I, I like to throw out there is that like you run out of talent. Like you only got yeah. so much talent. You only got so many linebackers. Like we'll confident coming through that door to save the day, right? To be <laughs> that linebacker. Like, you know what I mean? Like we we're, we're so depleted on defense in terms of injuries. Like, don't you think that like if Perryman and freaking Chandler Jones are on the field today, that that we're winning this football game? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things around the around this game where it was like one or two small moves. And and we're winning this football game. And it's the Niners are a really good football team. Really good so football like, team. So there's so much to be encouraged about. I would, I would, and, and one more thing I'd like to touch on um, yeah. before I throw it back to you. I really want to compliment the Raiders on that body language. We talk about that on the show a lot about the about, about the body language between players, and we didn't know where this was going to go. We didn't, especially with like players like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and some of his comments that were taken this week, and people weren't know didn't know quite how to interpret them. The vibes were high. The, the boys were playing hard for each other mm -hmm. and we're looking each other up. We saw it between Darren Waller and Devontae Adams, man. Like, I mean, they were absolutely hyping each other up and the, and the body language was fantastic. And that's a great sign. Again, no moral victories. And yeah, I know we're at this, this cost us, you know, the playoffs and all that stuff, but like, 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but now we have something to look forward to going into the next season. Yeah. I swear every year I'm like, I'm not going to let the Raiders do this to me. I'm not going to get all freaking fired up in the offseason. But here we are. We're finishing strong. Like, the, again, the vibes are up. The guys are playing hard for each other. Like, they're supporting the coach. Like, the things, things are executing. Like, it's insane, man. And then one more last thing, and I promise I'll shut up. <laughs> we did see those high vibes on the, uh, and I think that's because even though that maybe some of those guys missed Derek, and then yeah. they wish things could have ended differently. I say this like freaking Bob Sugar and Jerry Maguire. It's not show friends, it's show business. When it comes down to it, when you perform yeah. on the field and you're having a good game, that's what counts. This is their guy. These are this is their job. And so they they and it doesn't diminish how they may feel about Derek as a human being or anything otherwise. But they're there right. to do their job and they have they're passionate about the sport and they let that take or take root and like that let that be the dominating factor in terms of their play. And I could be more prouder of this football team in a freaking yeah. loss against an arch rival, could not be more proud of the Raiders. Yeah, no, and, and I think you say it, said it really well, Murph, because I, I and that's why I said early on, um, you it's a loss, but it doesn't feel I mean, yeah, you hate to lose the 49ers as a fan. I understand that. But at the same time, so many things were, were going better than they have over the previous four weeks that you liked it. I mean, yeah, the defense struggled. But again, I, I, it's going to sound like I'm making excuses. And if you guys out there want to think I'm making excuses, go ahead. But the defense, with as depleted as they were, they have improved. Are they a good defense? No. But what they have done is you've seen improvement. That's all you can ask for when you're undermanned and you don't have the right people in the right places. You just look for improvement. And they improved enough. Did they do enough tonight to, to help this team win? Perhaps a couple things go the other way, and suddenly this Raiders team wins this game, and it's a huge upset over the 49ers. So I, I look at that, and I think, wow. And, and some of those narratives, that the offensive line, right, even though that last play is kind of what cost the Raiders the game, so to speak, um, they didn't give up a sack against the best defense in the NFL. They did not give up a sack. Now, the Raiders didn't get a sack either, so that didn't help us. But if you look at that situation, Evan, um, there's there, you're seeing better play in spots. It doesn't always mean wins, but at least you can start to see that, hey, when we criticize coaching, as we do on this show too, actually some of the coaching is working because you're seeing guys that have no business being starters actually play better. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know the, the goal is to win the game. And, yes, um, yes. and, and that's what you're going to hear a lot of if you go on social media, they're going to, you know, you're going to hear well, the outcome was the same, regardless, and that's and they're going to be unhappy and, and people are going to complain and, and, and they should complain, but you have to put things in perspective. And we've talked about a lot of those things tonight, you had your starting quarterback who was very well liked in the locker room benched, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of drama in that locker room this week. And this team came out and played inspired football against a very good football team, the number one defense in the NFL, and the Raiders were depleted on defense. And we know they don't have a, def a very good defense as it is. You take away a couple starters – and, you know, you know, it's not going to go well. And, and you saw that at times tonight. It, they didn't mm -hmm. get to stop when they needed to late in game, late in the game. But again, I, I'm very I'm with Murph. I'm very happy. <clears throat> excuse me with the effort that this team played with. And although it came in, in a losing you know, fashion, I think there is some stuff to, uh, to build on you know, as you go into the final game of the season and then into the off season, hopefully they play well again next week. That'll really, you know, get, get the fan base excited. And hopefully it'll give some, something that for some of these players like Josh Jacobs, something to maybe consider. Maybe I do want to be here. Maybe Devonte Adams, some That's of those great people point. suggesting that, he may want to move on. Maybe it gives him something a little bit more to think about too, that, you know what, maybe it's not as bad as everyone's, you know, saying it is. And, and mm. you know, we're building towards something here and you got to have faith.
Well, and if, if this kid Stidham can can play like he has, again, he you don't know that he's an answer. Nobody's claiming that. I, I see some people out there, oh, he found no, not yet. Just hold on, hold your horses. But but what you have found is a little spark. And you got two games left. Well, now one game left. And Murph, this is what I'd like to say too, because I mean, you look at how they played against this 49ers defense and an offense that had been on a roll uh with Brandon Ayuk, who did well again tonight against the Raiders. Um and they're facing the Chiefs at home to end the season next week, okay? That's always a big game for Raider Nation. I feel like this team is going to have a much better opportunity. Yes, there's no playoffs, so this is your Super Bowl. You want to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going for a number one seed along with the Bills and the Bengals in the AFC. You want to ruin that. And I think that this team, the way they performed tonight, um, has a better opportunity to do that. I think they're going to walk into that building next week on a big high, knowing that, yeah, we lost, but man, toe-to-toe with the best defense in the NFL, and we went right down the field on them in the fourth quarter to tie the game to send it into overtime. Yeah, you know, regardless of how you feel about the outcome of the game, the optics were different tonight, and we can, you know, when we can all speculate and debate, you know, whether that's quarterback change, whether that's play calling, whether that's whatever, you can pick anything you want, but the bottom line is this, is that the eye test passed tonight the optics were different this team looked better tonight even without being a freaking film pro you could just watch the game and realize that this was a different looking raider team than what we've seen previously so um i I gotta think that the players recognize that as well and when you see that when you do those things like what you just mentioned that builds confidence and confidence is dangerous in football. Football is the most, the most emotional team sport there is. Emotion is dangerous when you got, when you got players that are confident and they're hyped for themselves and they know what they're capable of, not buying into their hype, but that they're confident in what they can do and they can execute on the field. And now there's evidence. It's not speculation anymore. Raider nation. Now we have evidence that this can work then we can take on a team like the Niners and take them down to the wire. We sure as heck can take care of the freaking stupid Chiefs. And yes, play spoiler. I think back to, and I think I've mentioned on the show before, one of my favorite moments in, in, in Raider history is in 99. And even though we didn't even, we didn't make the playoffs, but we beat the Chiefs in the final game of the season and, and rest in peace, Daryl Russell walking off the field said, yeah, we going home, but they going home. And like, we're not going to send them home, but damn it, we can freaking poop in their Pop-Tarts. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can freaking, like let's go Raiders, man. Let's do this. And I think they, they're confident they can get that done. Oh my gosh, poop in their pop tarts. And I think that's I think that's where we have to leave it with Murph, because I mean, how do you follow that up? I mean, that's that's phenomenal. I was just unbelievable. But Murph, before we let you go and Evan and I continue with our last segment, um, tell everybody, I mean, listen, first of all, uh, Murph, I know you you go through the ups and downs as a fan and it's tough and, and you always come on the show and you always bring positivity. You also bring the critical lens as well. But tell everybody about uh, Raider Fan Radio, how they can follow you, when they can watch you, where they can hear you. I oh, appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, so you can find us each and every Wednesday night at uh, uh, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. We go live at 4 p.m. Pacific or 7 p.m. Eastern, or you can find us on any podcast service that you like, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. You can ask your internet-connected device uh, to play Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, and, you, and you can find our show. And um, anything that, that we uh, earn with Raiders Fan Radio, whether that's direct donations or anything else, goes to the nonprofit uh, that we formed, uh, which is called the One Nation Foundation, and we give all that money away 
to Raiders related charities. And, uh, and so we appreciate you. And even if you can't donate or, you know, buy merch or any of that kind of stuff or contribute monetarily, all we ask is just give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a freaking smash the bell, stack the link, <laughs> all that stuff that kids say, uh, and just to just help out our show. Cause the more we amplify it, uh, the more advertising opportunities we get and all that money again goes to the nonprofit. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate this platform as always, Scott. Uh, love y'all. Love you, Raider Nation. Let's go beat the freaking Chiefs and uh, continue this happy new year so far. <laughs> happy new year, Murph. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next week, my friend. All right. Good night, fellas. See you. All right. Okay. So Evan and I are going to come back right after this message. Uh, we'll close out the show. Talk a little bit about the defense. You guys are going nuts about the defense. I'm going to defend the defense. Yes, I know. They lost. I get it. They gave up all those points, and it seemed like they couldn't stop the 49er offense. But I'm going to talk about that with Evan when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. We are talking about the Raiders' 37-34 overtime loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Joining me to do that here in the final segment, of course, is my good friend Evan Grote from Just Pod Babies, also a segment producer over at sportsnot.com, where you can catch my pieces. You can also catch Mo, who's a Raiders columnist, so we all have this family of, of content out there. Uh, you can check out uh, um, Evan's podcast. Excuse me, I need to put... Evan's podcast, <laughs> anywhere you get your podcast as well, just pod baby, make sure you uh, get there and get hooked up. All right, Evan, I want to talk a little bit about this and then we'll talk about week 18 coming up. Um, but the defense, I see a lot of people in there uh, in the chat live going crazy about the defense. I was also engaging with people on Twitter during the game about this. Oh, this defense is garbage. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Hey, listen, the defense is not very good, but I... Do people not read the papers, and I mean online nowadays, that this they had no linebacking core? They were all out, injured, and then Chandler So you have four top starters on your defense, which isn't very good to begin with, gone. Yeah. I didn't expect a lot of this defense. I said it earlier in the game. I said, look, they're going to have to outscore the 49ers. They almost did that. And so I don't get mad at the defense because it's sort of like, hey, if you're driving an old jalopy, no offense to the good players on the defense who will be back next year. But if you're driving an old jalopy, you're driving an old jalopy until you can afford something better. So you can complain about it. Yeah, you got the windows taped shut and there's duct tape on the back uh, brake light. But it is what it is. So I, I think that's just the way it is. It's not anything different than we've seen over the last couple a couple of weeks. They've gotten better in certain areas. But how do you survive four missing starters on defense? Yeah, you don't. And that's what I said. I mean, you, you take an already bad defense and then you take four of their starters off the defense. And now you're, you're really, you know, don't have much to work with, but I would say that, you know, the last five or six games, the defense has played better, has given, given the team an opportunity to win uh, 18 and a half points a game. They were allowing going into this week. Now you say you're going to try to defend the defense. I'm not sure. So sure. I, I would you know, do that today, but um, again, uh, you know, even even the 49ers defense, who was the number one defense in the NFL, gave up 34 points today. So I what? mean some sometimes How dare you mention facts, my man. Yeah, I mean, sometimes defenses have bad performances, and the Raiders defense has had a lot of them, but they've also had some some performances where the team, the offense had, you know, was given a, a decent situation like in Pittsburgh. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and try to make excuses for this defense this year. Overall, it's been poor. Uh, they need to address it in the offseason. There's no doubt about that. And and today, you know, I thought they in 
in spots they were okay, but again, when you allow 34 points, um, yeah. it, it's tough to win football games that way. Just even if your offense is playing as well as it did um, today for the Raiders. Well, and I think Evan, I think that you know, I talked a lot about Nate Hobbs during the game because he really struggled. He's not looked to be the same player since he came back from his injury, so maybe he's not 100. Uh, percent Again, that's not an excuse; it's just observation. Uh, and so I look at this this defense. And it's hard to figure out. I mean, outside of three guys, maybe, maybe four, it, you could see massive turnover because Deron Harbin's been a good veteran in there. He struggled a little bit tonight at times, had an opportunity to really end the game with an interception and just made a slow step and didn't get to the ball. Uh, and and I think we're going to see a lot of turnover on that defense, which if you go back to the decision around the quarterback position, it's to free up money. You have to look at opportunities. You you have so many needs on that defense, for example. You also have the needs up front on offensive line. And if you want to pay Josh Jacobs, there's all kinds of reasons for it. Um, but you're going to see a lot of turnover. So I think that the, the Raider Nation out there who's frustrated with the defense, and I understand why, and frustrated with some other positions, you're going to see those addressed, but it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen before week 18. No, it's not. It's not, you know, there's, there's, there's no, uh, they're just putting band-aids on it at this point. You know, once you get into free agency, that's where you're going to see some major changes being made. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical, you know, whether or not they trust this regime to be able to make those changes, to upgrade the roster. Um, you know, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them, you know, they've only had one off season. So I, yeah. I think we, we need to be patient. Um, he Ziegler didn't even have a really a full draft last year without the first and second round pick. So I am excited to see, and I know, I know we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves here. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about the off season, but I am excited to see what, uh, they can do now with a full draft. They got a lot of draft picks, 10 of them to be exact. Who knows what they're going to get possibly in a trade for Derek Carr. Um, but I'm excited to see what they can do with this roster. There's no doubt about it. The defense at all three levels, they need players. They need playmakers yeah. on defense. Playmakers. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and they need to address the offensive line. And of course the quarterback is, is going to be a big piece as well, but um, there's work to be done and I'm excited for, you know, to see what, what's ahead for this team. Well, and you saw tonight too. I mean, one of the most disturbing things to me, again, when you play a really good team uh, and, and if you're going to go deep into the playoffs and win a championship, you have to beat really good teams like the 49ers have been. And there was no pass rush. Uh, there was no pass rush tonight because Chandler Jones wasn't there. Chandler Jones is not the be all end all at defensive end. Don't get me wrong, but he's played better over the past five weeks, which has helped get more pressure up the middle. It's, it's just really loosened up that line we've seen happen, happen a, a, even in Raiders' losses. And so without him there and without better players on the interior, Jerry Tillery, these guys, they were playing well for a while. They didn't get much tonight. But this shows you, too, to the level of depth that you need in the NFL because you need playmakers outside, inside of that defensive line. And the Raiders have one in Max Crosby for sure. Chandler Jones at times, yes. On the inside, though, as well as we've seen it, and even Cleveland Farrell's had some nice plays tonight, but they're just not that step of playmaker that you need to be transformative on the defense. Yeah, I think you just brought up a great point about depth. I mean, all the good teams have it, and, and especially along the defensive line. You have to have guys who can rotate in and out, stay fresh, and the Raiders just do not have that right now. Now, to your point about Chandler Jones, I was very hard on him. Uh, most of the season, but I, you know, I, you have to be honest, he, he has played well in the last few games. He's been a major difference maker from this team. And you could obviously see uh, they were, they were hurting without him out there and, yeah. and, you know, and so he was not having him out there definitely was, was a factor in this game. Uh, you, you mentioned that Max Crosby, they were able to 
give him much more attention than maybe they could have if Chandler Jones was out there. So uh, that was absolutely a, a major factor for this defense. Yeah, and we saw a couple of things I want to call out too. Uh, Josh Jacobs, obviously 69 yards on the day, which people might say, well, only 69 yards, rushing over 100. No one's had that many yards rushing against the 49ers this year. That's how good they are against the rush. But man, he was gashing. He was doing really well when they needed him to. It seems like he got banged up. He went into the locker room. It was a hip issue. So hopefully he'll be fine for next week. I'm sure he's going to play. But but Josh Jacobs continues to press forward forcing the Raiders into a decision that they're going to have to make about paying him. Now with the move at quarterback, I think they're going to have more room to do that. If the price is too ridiculous, then I think the Raiders tap out. But but I'll tell you what, it, it, it seems as though he's taken on, as, as outspoken as he's been the last couple of weeks, he's taken on a role now of maybe stepping up and being a more vocal leader in the locker room. So not only do you have the guy who's the leading rusher in the NFL, but you have a guy now who's asserting himself in that locker room. Evan, does that make him even more valuable than we thought coming into the last two weeks? I think it's an interesting question. And it's something that I've been thinking a lot about this week. Um, you know, I, I've been pretty uh, open and honest on my show that, you know, I didn't think it was necessarily the best idea to bring him back. You know, the way he's played this season has obviously, you know, made, made even any of the doubters out there have to second guess that now. Um, and I, and I do think now that, they aren't going to bring back Carr. They are going to save quite a bit of money. Um, I, I think it's worth kicking the tires on big time because if you mm -hmm. are to try to attract a quarterback like Tom Brady, there's a couple of things you're going to that you can look at what he's dealing with right now, and that's lack of protection with the offensive line yep. and lack of a run game. And so, if you are going to try to bring him over, and you say, "Listen, we got a running back here who led the NFL in rushing last year," take a little bit of pressure off you. That's certainly something that would entice a guy like Tom Brady, I would think, at his age, not having to carry an offense and throw the ball 45, 50 times a game. So I do think now I'm starting to come around a little bit more on the idea of bringing Josh Jacobs back. Now, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of paying top dollar for a running back who has had some injury concerns um, right. coming off a career year on a contract year, nonetheless. But, um, you know. I think there's definitely something to be considered there the way he's played this season. Yeah, I, I think so too. And it's going to be a tough one. You know, you'll have to see how it goes. But, but I agree with you as far as whoever and whatever direction you go at quarterback, um, you're going to have to build, you have to build up the team. You have to build up the defense. You cannot have a 20 something defense. It can't be low twenties, uh, high, you know, low thirties. It has to be, a, at least a middle-of-the-road defense if you're going to bring in a, a veteran quarterback. But you also need to, I still believe, the Raiders, where they're going to finish now, if, if they if they were to lose next week, which I think they have a good chance to win, actually, against that Chiefs defense. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're sitting there at five or six in the draft, which they have a possibility, they, they started out at eight today, and i got to look at where they're at. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Seven. They're, they're down to seven. seven. They're down okay. to seven. So so next week they could very well stay at seven or they can move up to six or higher, depending on what, what, what happens, especially with teams sitting players next week if they're already in the playoffs. Um, then I don't see – I don't think you can – I know you and I disagree a little bit on this. I don't see the Raiders passing on a quarterback if they're in that range and they can make a move, even moving up to get somebody if they really like them. But, but all of the other needs that they have – you also have to look at the impact, and you touched on it. You have to look at the impact of how you improve your team and how that makes you more appealing to free agents, like especially offensive linemen. 
you 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 would think well if you're going to bring in a veteran quarterback even as a bridge guy a Tom Brady or whoever it is and you want them to come you would think well you got to have an offensive lineman but you might do it in conjunction hey we're going to get you we're going to get you two guys here's who we're talking to help us recruit them we're going to sign them we're going to go for them uh, and they could come want to play for Tom with Tom Brady too or whoever it is so so there's all those different things going to happen and I think it's going to be tough because we only have one more week of football and then we're going to get into the season where all the fans all of our listeners and viewers start to just guess on what's going to happen, right? Until things start moving. And of course the Derek Carr decision, we all kind of know what's going to happen there, but that's going to happen right after the Super Bowl. It's just nice. I think for, for the Raider fans, I think these final two weeks, just to get a little glimpse of what might be coming. We don't know what's going to happen with the defense, but from an offensive standpoint, I think you're starting to see a little bit of more of how it was planned to go and operate. Yeah. Listen, there's one thing that Raider fans, uh, enjoy and that's that's the off season because the, with the lack of success that you know the raiders have had over the last you know 15 to 20 years that's really all you had to look forward to is the off season and i don't think this this one is any different they're going to have a lot of money to spend um and again i i feel there's some excitement and i know not everyone will agree with that because there's a lot of fans out there did that didn't want to see Derek Carr go, but I'm excited about the future. Um, you know, I, I know this was a very down season, but I still believe in Josh McDaniels. I really do. And I know there's, there isn't a whole lot of reason out there to believe in him, but I still do. I, I think he can get this thing turned around. Um, I think I, I believe in Ziegler and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they can prove a lot of, a lot of those fans that are doubting them out there. I hope they can prove them wrong. Yeah. And, and that's where they'll be. I mean, listen, you're going to have to, he, he, Josh McDaniels, I have doubts too, but he's going to have to prove it on the field and, and going into next year. And Dave Ziegler is going to have a great opportunity with a lot of cap space. And actually the first move is going to be what they do with Derek Carr. Are they able to extract and get him to approve a trade so they can get some draft capital before he says, well, they're not going to, he's not going to do him any favor. Listen, Derek Carr, if he's guaranteed $40 million by going to a team, he'll do it. Um, people want to say, well, he'll get that on the open market. Not, not, not necessarily. It all depends on how things go. So, so you're taking a little bit of a risk there if you're Derek Carr. Uh, but either way, they're going to have a lot of money. They're going to have the opportunity to kind of remold this roster. And who stays, who goes, um, I think we're getting a better sense of that. I think you're going to see wholesale changes on the defense. I really do. And offensively, you're going to see upgrades on the offensive line. And then, again, I've advocated for trading Darren Waller. I know he had a great game tonight. But uh, with that contract and with the age, uh, if they can do something with that, I would do that as well. So I think we're going to just see a lot of change again. But I think that if it fits in with the system and we see what happens tonight with Jarrett Stidham and what they were able to do running the offense, I think as it's most, most likely meant to be run, um, that's something to be excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. nailed it. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. I, I really do believe that even coming off a six and 10 season. Um, I think you mentioned something with Darren Waller there. That's going to be another big topic. This off season is what to do with him because that could free up you know, and, and who knows what he would bring back in return. Um, I'm sure he could get you a, a decent uh, pick and that would free up some more money. So, you know, and, and then, and then the second part of that is with all this money that you have, you have to you have to bring in some good players and you have to hit on some of these players and that is something that prior to this new regime being here that has not that it just hasn't happened you know look at all the defensive players that that Gruden and Mayock brought in the Littletons the Joiners mm -hmm. th those guys it didn't work out so it, there's one thing to have all that money uh, and draft picks but then yes. you have to hit on some of these these things so that's going to be key and that was one of the things that plagued uh, the Raiders in this Derek Carr era is is poor draft picks and, and failed free agency signings. Yes. So you hope that they can 
make some some big time improvements there. And if they can, then you know the team can get turned around in a hurry. They really can. Yeah. No, it's going to be fascinating. And of course, we'll be here with you guys all along for that. Uh, Evan, before we go, make sure you tell everybody how they can check out Just Pod Baby. Yeah, every Thursday night is when I uh, release the show um, on all the major platforms, as you know, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, you, you name it, it's on there. So, And you can also follow me on Twitter at egrope 5 I'm always tweeting out links to the episodes as well <laughs> and, and keeping you up to date with everything going on with the podcast. Absolutely. My friend, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> All right, there you go. Evan Grote from Just Pod Baby. Appreciate you being with us tonight. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey Original Podcast. We appreciate it. Hey, listen, I know it was a loss, Raider Nation, but I think everybody saw the possibility uh, and, and, and what things can be done. I know it's hard for those of you who are really big fans of Derek Carr. It was a rough week. Uh, the change, how it was handled, some of you will never be happy with that. But the team has to move forward. We're moving forward here on the show. We're not here to bash people. We're not here to do that. But Jarrett Stidham in his first game really did an impressive job. Didn't result in a win. Uh, so you have to always have that little ca caveat there. But it'll be exciting moving forward as well. And we'll be, we'll, excuse me, we will be here with you through all of it as well. Uh, we will be with you on Tuesday. Mo Moten and I will be back for our regular Tuesday show. Where we'll uh, put our kind of capping on this and talk about the Jared Stidham performance, talk about what it means for the Raiders moving forward as well. Uh, and then, of course, our Wednesday mailbag show and our Thursday show will preview the Chiefs game as the Raiders prepare for week 18, the final week of what has been another difficult season, uh, but an exciting offseason ahead as the Raiders organization is changing. And for the first time in nine years, they will have a new starting quarterback. Who that is, we do not know, but certainly it's going to uh, shape the franchise for years to come. And so there's a lot at stake, and I know you'll all be there for it as well. Do us a favor, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Uh, doesn't matter if you're on Apple, if you're on Stitcher, if you're on Spotify, do us a favor, even if you're watching us on video and that's where you usually catch the show, make sure you subscribe to the audio too. Put on the auto download that helps us out significantly. So Mo and I uh, get our, our, our credit for doing this as well. We're number three in the entire Odyssey network when it comes to NFL podcasts. Only the Eagles and Cowboys podcast is ahead of us. So that is what it is. We keep trying to beat them. And so you guys keep doing that. And I want to wish you all a happy 2023 and to thank you. And I know Mo will do this on Tuesday, but since we're on New Year's Day, I want to thank all of you on YouTube, no matter where you're watching us or listening to us, our listeners. I want to thank you guys for everything you've done for us. Without you, we are not here. Your support has been amazing. We could not even imagine the growth that we've seen this past year since July coming over to Odyssey. It's been massive. It's been humbling and we appreciate it. It's all because of you Raider Nation. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, until next time, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the games tomorrow. Of course, if you have tomorrow off, I'm back to work tomorrow, but if you're off, enjoy that last day of the holidays and we hope you had a wonderful holidays with your family, friends, and loved ones. For Mo Moten, for Murph from uh, Raiders uh, Fan Radio, for, for Evan Grote, I am Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.